God bless you guys. Welcome to the Disruptive Doctrine Podcast, The Uncensored Truth. My name is Pastor Luis Cruz. Uh, I am here with my brother from another slash same mother slash spiritual brother slash any, every possible kind of uh, personal relation, Edwin Flores, who is more than family to me, more than a cousin. Uh, We grew up together and uh, we are here today to start off this podcast um, with one purpose and goal in mind, as Brother Eddie just mentioned in our prayer, it's to help the church and not sin against him. Right. So um, I'm going to go ahead and pass the mic to him for him to introduce himself. How's it going, everybody? This is the Disruptive Podcast, Disruptive Doctrine Podcast, and we're here just allowing the Holy Spirit to uh, guide through us and something yearning that we've put in and he's put in our hearts uh, to be able to tackle taboos, to be able to tackle points, to be able to tackle uh, topics that we all have probably heard of, have become controversial, are being shied away from, and we're fixing to just try and tackle them head on to the best of our knowledge and abilities. As my cousin said, uh, we did grow up together. My name is Edwin Flores. I'm a nationally registered paramedic, and I will be using the, that knowledge uh, as best I can to be able to bring references and, and knowledge to this podcast as well as these topics unfold by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. All right. I'm so the, today's episode, episode number one, um, like I said, part of our goal is to to break through to a deeper, more profound illumination revelation led mindset and the episode today is called i'll have what he's having um and we're going to be basing today's episode on hebrews chapter six and we're going to be uh hold uh hanging on to the first two verses in today's episode i'm gonna ask brother eddie to go ahead and uh lead us in the reading of the word so hebrews six i'm reading out in the new uh the New International Version, the NIV. It says, Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death, and of faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, and laying on of the hands, the resurrection of the dead, and the eternal judgment. Now, we decided and the Holy Spirit put in our hearts to be able to jump into this podcast with this verse, these two verses, because the basis of this is we're changing the formality of how we think. I don't believe, and you correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe God has called us to be stagnant. No, that's going to be something that we have to, we have to address right off the bat. God has not called us to be stuck Christians. God has not called us to be stagnant. Christians. And in fact, if we look at stagnation, if you look at water that's sitting stagnant, what yeah. happens to it eventually? It gets dirty. It becomes rancid. It gets dirty. Yep. And you end up not being able to use it. It becomes, you know, more more ill towards whoever is consuming that that water than it is beneficial. And and this is where we want to take off. Uh, the, new, the NIV says it in this form, therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings. But I do also like the way the message translation actually says it. it says so come on now let's leave the preschool finger painting exercises on christ <laughs> and get on with the grand work of art wow 
I don't know if this makes any kind of sense to you at all, but the scripture does talk about us seeing things as, as a lot more in depth than, than what we actually limit ourselves to. Am I wrong? Romans one twenty. Let's go to Romans one twenty. So at the end of the day, I mean, in order for anyone to accurately receive revelation from the word of God, you have to look at everything from a spiritual aspect, number one. And number two, you have to understand that every single word written in the Bible has one purpose, to give God glory. Romans one twenty says, For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. This is true. This is true. You know, so we we see this and, you know, like Brother Eddie said, I mean, we, we can't be stagnant and God calls us not only to spiritual maturity, but the word said he's calling us to perfection. And to the, whole, to the grand work of art. That's what the message by the message translation is the grand work of art. And if we look at Ephesians chapter two, Ephesians chapter two, verse 10 says, for we are God's handiwork, mm. his masterpiece, if you will, created in Christ Jesus to do good work. So why, why are we stuck on stagnation? Why are we stuck in, in, in just taking what's, what we've been taught in Sunday school. We know we got a lot of uh, Sunday school uh, graduates here. They're probably going to be checking <laughs> in uh, that, that went to school faith, Sunday school faithfully. And, and we're taught, you know, Jonah and the whale and, and Noah's Ark and, and, but that's surface level. Like, like, yes. you know, I don't expect my one-year-old niece to be eating a ribeye, <laughs> but you better feed me a ribeye. Like I'm not coming to your house and having some baby food. Like it ain't, it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, no. And you know, I I was uh, speaking on this not too long ago in church, where you know we, it's not only a requirement, but it's a natural human expectation. Um, as we grow up, like Eddie said, our palates as human beings begin to develop, our desire for trying different kinds of food begin to develop according it's not even our desire not just our desires our our need our necessities in our bodies begin to de- to we, we begin to with especially with the, the way we live in this day and age we begin to have deficiencies in vitamins and, stuff, and you can only achieve that by having sustainable food well let's i need mean, let's, let's let's take this to the medical like you said god is so sovereign and perfect in his design ability that he made a human body that the elements that you fed off as a kid where you needed full fat, everything, in order for your body to start growing. If you were to eat that same diet that you ate as a toddler, as a 30-year-old male, it would damage your body. Yep. There will be repercussions that need to be taken and paid for. And I think that's where my heart lies personally. I think that's where our heart lies, I can say. But my heart personally lies on the fact that it's, it's you know, like, like you said, we've been raised in church. We were raised, <clears throat> excuse me, in the same church um, denomination, and, and we, we saw things. And we're not talking to people who, you know, don't have experience. And if you're a new believer, welcome. You know, thank you for listening to our podcast. There are plenty of podcasts out there that are solid word that 
you know, God can use to uplift your life. We are definitely wanting to reach those of us that have struggled with the stuck mindset of church or playing church or feel like it's a routine or feel like, you know, it's, it's, it's just something that we do compared to something that we get to experience because we get to see and grow and be with the one who called us out of darkness, as David said in the Psalms. Well, and it's funny how you mentioned the word experience. So first Peter two, two, it says like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk. And I'm reading out the new living translation, pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation cry out for this nourishment now that you had had a taste of the lord's kindness so here the scripture is telling that there is an experience of salvation and an experience is not just one thing one and done it's and that's the the beauty of everything that since we serve an eternal god mm. god doesn't do anything with mm -hmm. just one face no it's a everything that god does is going to be eternal is continual um so when we begin our spiritual journey so it's, it's always for the end goal of enhancing the kingdom correct and you know so I, the the same verse that he read hebrew 6 uh in the new living translation it says so let us stop going over the basic teachings about christ again and again let us go instead and become mature in our understanding surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in god so it and here's the thing. I, I don't want people to misunderstand what we're trying to say. We're not saying that basics are not important. Uh, before the episode, we were just talking yes, that. I was just going to jump into that. Just Go like, ahead. It's, it's, it's kind of like in my in my field. Uh, an EMT is always taught. We always revert back to our basic skills. If, you know, when in doubt, go back to your basic skills. Basic skills save lives. Yes, to an extent. But I need you to understand. I mean, you know, our, our audience to understand our, our, to, to that. Uh, Basic skills are, are there to stop an, an imminent threat. But at, at the paramedic level, as you go on at the nursing level, at, at whatever higher degree in medical that, you, that God has allowed us to have revelation of science that you have obtained, you understand once you get back to your basics, now you have to think critically and find out where you can take Maybe it might be an unorthodox thought. What can you do? What, what else is there that you can possibly manage to turn the outcome of this patient's situation around? Hmm. That's where we're at. That's what we're we're. Well, and in, and it's like you just said. I mean, as you know, I was an aspiring doctor at one point, so I'm I never <laughs> made it. But I love looking at things from a medical point. It's um, as we continue to obtain knowledge in the medical community, our methods of how to address sickness change. Yep. So let's apply this to the spiritual aspect. We have people who are battling the worst storms in their life. And the only, the only thing they know about handling the storm is how to prepare for it. But they don't know the act of swimming. They don't know the act of how to float. They don't know the act of how to conserve physical energy to make sure you don't drown. 
All they know is, okay, well, I know a storm is coming and they told me to buy water and seek shelter. But what happens if I'm out in the water when the storm hits? What happens if the storm hits when I'm away from my comfort zone? What happens when the storm hits when I'm away from my parents, when I'm away from my village, when I'm away from my family, when I don't have anyone to go to? What happens if the storm hits when I'm out in the water? How do I even tread? How do I survive? What happens when you go past that and now you have to hit survival mode after the storm because there's destruction and devastation that has to be rebuilt? If you don't have anything to go back to. The storm destroyed your home, so it's how how do I begin the rebuilding process if... There was a home that wasn't built by me, so I don't know how to build it. I don't have any knowledge of construction. Right. I, it's 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 going back to thinking forward and, and looking and asking revelation. And the whole goal behind this is seek God, seek the Holy Spirit, not as a genie in a bottle. Like we were, we were, you know, this was this was my misconception as a child. It wasn't hmm. that much. It was like, you know, I, I pray and, and I ask God with whole heart and, and he hears me. And, and it's not, that's not, yes, he hears you. Yes. But that's not the full extent. It's, it's using the Holy spirit as the tool, as the bridge between you and God, the connecting point, the, the, the conduit to which you reach heaven. And you tap into spiritual authority. You tap into spiritual um, um, uh, anointing in the name in, in, in the Holy Spirit, and and you tap into these promises that God has put spelled out in His Word for us that we haven't even. And when we give the the, the devil so much credit, oh, it's, it's it, we can't mm-hmm. we can't get past. Yep. Look, sometimes it's because you haven't tapped into it. Yep. Because the devil can't operate in God's glory. Sometimes it's, it's plain and simple. You haven't tapped into it. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to say that, though. Because we've become so obsessed with being exteriorly clean. And just like when Jesus spoke to the Pharisees, you guys are focused on having the outside of the club clean. But the inside is a mess. I think that's that's it right there. It's not just focusing. It's also like self-realization hurts bro yes self-realization There's, hurts that doesn't exist anymore we are afraid to admit self that i could be the problem realization hurts yes because when you have no one else to blame and you have one person left standing there and the only person that <laughs> you can blame is staring you back in the mirror you've got mm. to be accountable for your own actions mm. and what happens when you're afraid to look in the mirror you just shy away from it like if it doesn't exist but but and and here's the thing though. The Bible says that we are made to be reflecting God's glory like it, it literally says it in the word. We are called to reflect God's glory like a mirror. mirror. Right. So we shouldn't be so afraid of looking in the mirror if what we're seeing reflecting is God's image. But what happens if you haven't transformed? What happens if you don't have true reconciliation with the Lord where you're on the outside looking in and you're holding the title and you're holding the facade and you're holding the jacket that you can take on and off that says Christian on it and you can be that Christian when and if you please. Hmm. But if you are not willing to self-realize inside, it's because you know you're not reflecting the hmm. right image. Hmm. And in yeah. John yeah. 17, starting in verse 22, it says, I have given them glory. I have given them the glory you gave me so they may be one as we are one. I am in them 
and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Further, I want the I want these whom you have given me to be where I am. Then they can all see the glory you gave me because you love me even before the world began. Now, here's the thing. Our biggest pursuit, the reason why we need to leave the basics, and, and this is where, you know, this is kind of where we're going to build our foundation for this. Our number one goal should be to know God. The Bible says, let no man boast about his riches or his knowledge. Let him boast that he knows he me. He knows Christ, yeah. That he knows Christ. And if you guys really think about it, and I, I've been reading uh, the book God Himself by Dr. Tony Evans, and and when he brought out that God has never, there has not been one second that God didn't exist. There is no measurement. There's, there's no, it just, it doesn't make sense. God has always been. And God survived without us for that, that eternity. God didn't have us that eternity. God was perfectly sufficient within himself. He didn't need to create, even before the angels, remember angels were created by him. So there's time where God was without even the angels because they were his creation. So with no starting point, all he's never needed was himself. He is a self-sufficient God. But because he is his nature is love, he says, you know what? I'm going to create man because I want them to experience how cool it is that the only thing they need to survive is me. Because I love it so much. I love the fact that all I need is myself because I've never created anything because I've been satisfied. But because of love, I want other people to experience the amazing fulfillment that they don't need anything else but me. But then when Adam and Eve were created, it said and tempted Eve and basically instilled this lie. God says all you need is His, him and his commandments. I'm telling you that there's something else that you don't have. So you need to eat this fruit so you can get it. And that was the lie because God is self-sufficient and he is complete. And we lost that. But now with Jesus and his sacrifice... And the calling to perfection. God is calling us to a level of perfection where, okay, well, you guys lost it temporarily. But when I come back for you guys, I expect you guys to be spiritually mature. Because if you don't achieve spiritual maturity on earth, you're going to be completely lost in heaven. And I'm not going to be holding back the rest of humanity because you didn't take spiritual growth seriously on earth. Oh, my Lord. Fig tree. Yep. Goes back to the fig tree. And Jesus walked by and he was hungry in his physical state. You know, we see our world <laughs> through limited eyes. We see our world through a limited view. And we walk around basically almost not caring. As bad as that sounds, not caring for our fellow man. You know, it's easy to judge. It's easy to pass judgment. But you know what? In, you know, rebuttal to that, what are we offering? Hmm. What are we offering to the world? Well, you don't know what I'm going through. I'm, I'm going through my, you know what? Yeah, you're right. But in season and out of season. Yes. Because when your brother comes up to you and needs spiritual nourishment, when they come up to you and they need a fresh word, when they come up to you and they need a hug, they need to hear, feel, obtain the presence of God through you. 
Because the Bible says we are Christ abides in us once we accept Christ. And we're his testimony. We're his we're his we're, witnesses. We're his, and we're supposed to be a living embodiment of God's love here on earth. And when that happens and it's needed and it's not provided, where do we go from there? What happens when we get to heaven and you there realize listen, there isn't an Aldi in heaven. You no, know I mean? like there isn't, <laughs> there isn't we're not you can't just run down the street to the Bojangles in heaven and just hook up somebody with something to eat because you're lacking in your fruit. That's not how that works. Ooh. That's not how that works. I don't eat McDonald's because that, that's a poison to my body, but I'll take you to McDonald's because I don't love you enough to have food ready for you. Come on. I was, tell, I, was, I was telling you this the other day. The churches, a lot of churches, have become five-star restaurants serving McDonald's at five-star prices. Ooh. I am too lazy to get the ingredients, to Ooh. learn how to cook it right, because there's called recipes. Mm. Oh, let, oh, the Bible this is, is our recipe. The Bible is our recipe, but because we're too lazy, we want to give people fast food because that's the easiest way to get you fulfilled. It's but since it doesn't have nutrition, you're going to be back in the drive through line a few hours later because your body ate and realized there's no nutritional value. You have to go find more food because this did nothing to me. In America, we are the most overfed and almost undernourished. People. Oh, 100%. And spiritually, we're there too. Oh, we... How bad is it that in this day and age, the majority, we're not going to name alphabet soup <laughs> prices right now. We're not doing that. <laughs> How is it that the, the, the minority, I'm sorry, because the majority, according to stats, is still Judeo-Christian. It might be lower, a lot lower, a lot lower, hmm. but we're still holding the majority. Yeah. Like, why is it the majority's quiet? In this day and age, in these in these times that we're living, why why are we so comfortable with complacency? Why are we so comfortable with complacency? So, so, so th this is we're we're trying to not uh, go too lengthy for this first episode, um, but this this is our 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 war call, our our war cry. This is going to be how these podcast episodes go. We're going to dive in. We're going to truly break down how we see these revelations of the Holy Spirit in our lives uh, through the Word. So, again, cross-reference the Word, y'all. Listen to your pastors. Cross-reference the Word. If it's not found in the Word, just as Paul said, even if an angel comes down declaring a new, a new gospel, mm -hmm. if it's not in the Word, don't take it as certain. If you can cross-reference what we've said, take it as certain. I want to end with this scripture. Ephesians chapter 1, starting in verse 18. It says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms, who is now far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church and the church, his body. It is made full and complete by Christ 
who fills things everywhere with himself. So let yourself be filled. There is a power that the scripture says that is a gift to us. And and he's calling our eyes to be enlightened so we can see in a spiritual sense. We can leave the basics. We can have food, high quality food, ready for when people come into our churches, when people come into our homes, that when when, when they eat, it benefits them. It doesn't give them a false sense of fulfillment because two hours later you're hungry again. Because Jesus says, if you drink from this water, you will never thirst again. God is all about quenching. The essence of Christ is about quenching so you don't hunger, not making you hungrier because I gave you garbage. So um, I think that that's that's kind of the mic drop point. Um, Like I said, we don't want to be too extensive, but we hope that this is just enough of an eye opener where uh, you guys can feel the hunger that. Get ready. We've got we've got some <laughs> topics that we've been talking about, and and the Holy Spirit has been dropping in our hearts. So just get ready. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. As I'm looking at uh, Brother Eddie's jacket with the dove and the cross, and uh, he's looking like the answers of the Holy Spirit himself. So um, we're gonna go ahead and end in a prayer because that's how we're gonna be ending all these episodes. Uh, Brother Eddie, lead us in one of your famous anointed Holy Spirit filled prayers. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We give you glory and honor for everything you are. I pray, Father God, and I declare in the name of Jesus, Father God, that this word goes out, Father God, and does not return unto you void. Heavenly Father, let it fall onto good soil, Heavenly Father. Let it germinate. Let it grow root, Father God, and allow people to think, Father God, step outside of the box and think and see and find revelation in you. I pray, Father God, if anything, you use us to be able to shed light so that people see Christ only and not us in the name of jesus we pray we bless our listeners father god our brothers and sisters wherever they may be and we welcome them back next time to the destructive doctrine podcast god bless you guys y'all be safe